Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, this is the national treasure, Nick Aldis, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts. He's a stallion. I'm the enforcer, and I'd like to congratulate the stallion. He's buying a house. I'm so excited to hear that the stallion's moving off Long Island. He's going to Oklahoma. It's... uh, all you Sooner fans, Boomer Sooner, man. This stallion's going to be right down there with you. It's glorious, man. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. Well, Mike, I think I'm just going to go ahead and quote Michael Scott, as I did earlier, and say that I hate <laughs> so much about the things that you choose to be. That's fair. Yeah, I... I uh... Coincidentally, not the first nor the last time I've heard that today, and it's only 5.30. Uh, yeah, we're back with another edition like of the show, the podcast, the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, uh, might have you, brought to you by, uh, hmm, who's our sponsor this week? I think it's My Stupid Hair. MyStupidHair.gov, uh, where you can get all of Joe's hair care products. He's looking at right now. MyStupidHair.gov. Uh, brought to you by Born Scum Clothing Company. Use our promo code all night long. Save 10%, I think maybe 15%. I'm not sure. Save a bunch of money. Get some good shirts. Uh, down with the entire human race. Fuck society. I have enough friends. All that kind of stuff, man. Great stuff over there. Born Scum Clothing Company. But we are here to talk about this weekend's Impact Wrestling Under Siege 2 Dark Territory starring Jean-Claude Van D- Nope. What's that, what's that siege movie with Steven Seagal? Is wait, is Jean Claude Van Damme not in this movie? In this pay per view? No, uh, he should be. Maybe Rob Van Damme was it Under Siege? 2? I think Under Siege Two: Dark Territory was a movie. Holy shit, I was right. Under Siege Two: Dark Territory, starring Steven Seagal. Fucking dude, I love 1994. No, we are here to talk about Under Siege. Impact um, has been on a hot streak as of late, man. I've been watching Impact. Um, there's a lot of professional wrestling that I've been 
focusing on that I have not focused on in the past. And I think I'm um, going to be honest, having Deanna Perrazzo on the show uh, a couple of weeks back really drew me into Impact. Also hearing uh, Tommy Dreamer talk about Impact Wrestling on uh, Busted Open every once in a while. Hunter is so pumped uh, for Impact Wrestling. But, with the, you know, the addition of Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, Finn Juice, Impact has a lot of momentum. I know there are some people that have a lot of negative feelings towards how Kenny Omega is being portrayed as the impact wrestling world champion. Um, and I think uh, Kenny Omega's quote today was uh, fuck your perception. And as he wore all three of his belts on top of each other, uh, it's a shot at bully Ray on Sirius XM because bully bully Ray was upset at how Kenny did not carry the impact wrestling world title to which you commented. You're like, uh, he was on AEW. Why wouldn't he carry the AEW world title? And to be fair, the AEW world title is far more prestigious than the impact. I feel like at this moment, would you agree? Well, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, in terms of viewership and notoriety, but I mean, I guess also I would think that if you're on AEW's weekly show, that's the belt you'd wear around your waist. And if you're on impacts weekly show that maybe that's the belt that you wear on your, on your waist. That, that's kind of how I would look at it. You know, when he goes to Mexico and triple a, I'm sure he'll wear the mega title around his waist. That's what I would think would happen. So, you know, I mean, he did have the, the titles were there. They were just being carried Michael. by Michael Nakazawa. So, Naka, 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 Nakazawa. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't really have that. I don't know, think it's that big of an issue. I mean, the whole idea is that Kenny Omega as one of the biggest names in wrestling right now, as their champion appearing on different programs with the titles, you know, could they be doing more with it? Probably, but I don't think there's any harm being done by, you know, what they've done so, so far. Yeah. And I, uh, I laid out an idea that I had, I want to run it by the, uh, the listeners, the audience, the viewers, whatever you prefer to be called. Um, I think that's Kenny shtick, right? Like he doesn't care about anything. He just wants to collect his belts, throw them in his bag and, and that's it. And not make a big deal out of anything. He's a belt collector, but they're just another piece of hardware to him. I think we're setting up Samoa Joe in July to come back to Impact Wrestling, challenge Kenny for the title, and bring prestige back to the Impact Wrestling world title. Joe, and you said, sign me up. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, I think that would be great. I mean, everyone knows, everyone that follows this knows of the folks that were released from WWE back in April. And their three-month or 90-day non-compete clause is up in July. And Slammiversary happens to be, I think, one day after that non-compete clause is up. So there's definitely an opportunity for someone like Samoa Joe to step in and, and take on that role. I, no one really knows where he's going to go, but I'm sure he has a lot of options out there. And with several companies working with each other these days, Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan, AAA, all these different organizations, I don't see any reason why that shouldn't happen. So hopefully the... Uh, collective brain trust of Scott Demore and Don Callis and anybody else that needs to get involved can uh, make that happen for Slammiversary in July. And there's no harm at all in Kenny Omega losing to a legend like Samoa Joe. It does not tarnish him. I'm sure they could do some schmozzy finish, whatever they need to do to get the title off of Omega and onto Joe in July. We're in mid-May now. They have plenty of time to tease that. Maybe he'll do an open challenge, something along those lines. But, you know, you have him lose in july and automatically joe as a champ you have a champion hunter's drinking i don't know if you can hear him he's, he's a great guy um you have a champion that's on your show week to week he's a homegrown he's a homegrown talent 
and he'll defend the belt and he'll be part of impact wrestling. So I hope for Impact's sake, I hope that's the direction they're going in. And uh, I'm here for it, Joe, as the kids say. There you go. Well, so coming up on Saturday night this weekend, which is, I believe, May 15th. I don't even know what it is. May 15th, Saturday night, Impact Wrestling presents Under Siege. And this is available on Impact Plus for anybody who's out there uh, looking to to watch the event on Saturday night. Right now, Fight TV as well. There you go. Good call. So we have, uh, I believe... Five matches so far that have been set up. The impact's going to take place tomorrow night. We're doing this on Wednesday, so they may add some more stuff to it. But I think we can go down and run down the card. They're going to include... It includes Kenny Omega Wrestling once again in a six-man tag. And then there's also a six-way number one contenders match, which will be the uh, co-main events, I believe, on this on this show. But the first match that we have listed is uh, your friend and mine, local product, Brian Myers facing off against Decay member Black Taurus. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Brian Myers. The guy's been on a hot streak after uh, defeating Matt Cardona last month. Might as well roll with the punches. Big fan of Black Taurus. Saw him in PWG. Um, he's a pretty interesting and entertaining character. Fits in very well with the Decay. But I'm going to go with Brian Myers here. Hey, you know, I think I'm just going to go with Black Taurus because I would like to see, I'd like to believe that Brian Myers' role in Impact is going to be to get good matches out of people, maybe advance some storylines, and, you know, get some more lesser-known talent over in the process. So I'm going to go with Black Taurus to get a win here over our friend Brian Myers, a local Long Island, yeah. New York product. Next up, we have the recently debuting W. Morrissey facing off against Willie Mack. W. Morrissey, formerly known as Big Cass in WWE, seems to be doing a lot better in his life health-wise, and uh, he looks looks to be in great shape. Recently debuted at the last pay-per-view that we, uh, that we previewed with Omega and Swan on top, and... Now he's in the ring against Willie Mack. And Willie Mack's been in Impact for quite some time. But I have to think that this match is really set up to continue to showcase uh, W. Morrissey, uh, in this case, to uh, maybe build him up towards something bigger on the card. What do you think? Kaz XL, Big Cass, William Morrissey, W. Morrissey. Uh, the dude looks like a beast, Joe. And there's no better story of redemption than the guy was down and out. I think he passed out at a house of hardcore show and they said there might have been some drug issues, whatever, whatever it was. He, he he had some issues. He did not look to be in great shape. And not for nothing, as a dude who's six foot seven, you know how hard it is to get jacked at six foot seven? And wow, W. Morrissey came back. The dude looks like a main event. He looks like a star. He his facials are good. His Everything that he did at that last bit review was uh, was interesting to me. And I think Willie Mack is a perfect type of opponent where Willie Mack is a big dude himself, but he could make Morrissey look even better. So I think W. Morrissey gets the win here to continue that momentum. Yep, totally agree. And uh, good for him if he can keep this momentum going. I think that'll be, that'll be excellent. Uh, next up, we have a rematch for the Impact Women's Tag Team... Knockouts, excuse me, Knockouts Tag Team titles. We have... Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering, who recently debuted as Jordan Grace's mystery partner, 
last month against the former champions of Fire and Flava. So, I don't know. Last month, I thought Fire and Flava would keep the titles because they recently had a tournament to reintroduce the titles. Uh, Fire and Flava had won that. I thought they'd keep it on them for a while. As usual, I was wrong. Uh, Jordan Grace had her contract coming up with Impact. Word got put out this week that she had re-signed for a multi-year deal, so she's going to be there for quite some time. Rachel Ring is a talent that I think a lot of people on the independent scene and from NXT may be familiar with. Uh, she was in a couple of them, I think, at least one, if not both, of the, of the Mae Young Classic tournaments. So I'm going to go with Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering to retain the championship here. I'm torn, man, because I don't know that you beat Fire and Flavor back-to-back. That's why I kind of hate the immediate rematch, right? Like, you lose the titles, and then you get an immediate rematch, and you take another L. But I'm going to, you know, no, I'm going to go with Fire and Flavor here. I think they're, as a tag team... They're a formidable team. They're a, they're a legitimate tag team. It's not just two singles people that came together. Um, they had a really good match last uh, last month, but I think the right move maybe is to uh, is to give it give the tag team titles to a legitimate tag team, not just these makeshift uh, teams. So I'm going to fire a flavor. All right, so on op- opposing ends of that one, and uh, so now we have the the double main event. Uh, so I guess let's start with the. Kenny Omega is in matches. He involved in a six-man tag. It's Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers against Eddie Edwards and Finn Juice. So Finn Juice defeated the Good Brothers for the Impact Tag Team titles. They defended and retained against the Good Brothers at Rebellion, the last pay-per-view, which I think we both thought the Good Brothers were going to take the titles back, but that did not happen. And uh, Eddie Edwards looks to be potentially slotting in as a next challenger, possibly for Kenny Omega's Impact World Championship here, just based off of the nature of how this match is structured. I don't think... I don't think Omega and the Good Brothers should lose. You know, I could see them losing to set up something for Eddie Edwards, but I don't think they should be losing here. The Good Brothers have, like I said, lost a couple of tag matches previously. I think the idea, if you're really going to build around Omega and this belt collector deal and him coming into Impact um, and working with the Good Brothers, that... They should, they should be victorious in this match. So I'm going to go with the, I don't know what they're calling themselves now, the Elite, the New Bullet Club. I, I don't know, Dudley Boys. I don't know. But I'm going with uh, Omega and uh, the Good Brothers. I will now only refer to uh, Kenny Omega's brother, Runt, uh, going forward. Um, yeah, like, tr- like historically, if this match was to happen uh, and it wasn't Kenny Omega, Eddie Edwards would get the pin on Omega in a six-man tag and to set up that singles match. I don't think you want to do that here. I don't think Kenny Omega should be taking any pins. Um, I think the Elite should be standing strong, especially... I mean, you know, I'm torn because the Good Brothers lost again to Finn Juice. And now if they lose again, because... All right. No, I'm going to stick with what we're saying here. I I, I think that... um, I think they're too strong and they have too much invested in the Don Callis regime to take a loss here. Uh, I think the only person that can really afford to take a loss really would be Eddie Edwards because he don't want to pin the champions. It's, you know, I don't know. Maybe some chicanery goes on and Edwards takes the pin, but I'm going to say the OG BC Elite uh, for Life DX get the uh, get the W here with Brother Runt winning via the uh, Angel Springs. Sounds good. Shark Boy. Um... So, our main event, or 
one of the main events, I'm not sure which match is going to go on last, but it's listed at, at the top here on Impact's website, is a six-way number one contenders match. So speaking of challengers for Kenny Omega, these six individuals won qualifying matches to get into this match, and the winner will get a shot at the Impact Wrestling World Championship. So those six contenders are Chris Sabin, Chris Bay, Sammy Callahan, Matt Cardona, Trey Miguel, and Moose. You go first. Thanks. There's two people. There's two people. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of. Uh, there's a few ways I think they could go, uh, and, and some of these guys have recently allegedly resigned. I know Moose uh, came back. Trey Miguel, formerly of the uh, the Rascals, stayed on at Impact Wrestling. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think Cardona's going to win. I was thinking he was an option. I don't think he'll win. I don't think Saban will win. And I don't think Trey Miguel will win. So to me, it's down to Chris Bay, Sammy Callahan, and Moose. Mm -hmm. You know, I, Moose went through a title program with Rich Swan not that long ago when he brought back the TNA. Right. He brought back the TNA championship. So I don't think it'll be him. I'm going to go with Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan's been talking a lot of smack as they say, on uh, Kenny Omega and guys coming into Impact. He's kind of the, you know, the star maker and the guy that's been there for a while now at a main event level and had a lot of crazy matches. And we've seen Kenny Omega have some crazy brawls with John Moxley in AEW. And I think I'm not necessarily the biggest Sammy Callahan fan in the world, but I do think there is some, some level of interest, at least for me, if they were to have a match, if he would have a match with Kenny Omega, because I think he is a name that's been around, he's you know established, and I think they could have a good brawl. So I'm going to go with Sam Callahan to get the win. Are you not a big Sammy Callahan fan because of the Adam Cole poop spot in CZW? I'm not aware of that, and frankly, I'd rather you not explain it to me. Um, Fair enough. Not like Shotzi Blackheart uh, poop spot. It wasn't like that. They didn't sell it. They did, a, they did a bump into poop. This is not going in a good direction. No, I don't. I just never really. I never got got, got into him. Into him, his characters. I know he had a brief sit in NXT. It didn't really work out for him there. Totally. Solomon Crow. Solomon Crow. Totally have no issue with that. If that wasn't for him, he had the incident where he broke a bat over Eddie Edwards' face a couple years ago. Jim Cornette, not a fan. I I don't know. Huh. I, I've just never really been He's a, a huge. Friend, so. you know, I've never been a huge fan. But I did see some of Sammy Callahan's work in MLW during a period of time where I was watching MLW, and I felt that he was at least an interesting character, and he can have good matches in the ring. And I think mm -hmm. him against Omega really is a match where you could say it's an impact guy against an AEW guy. So I'm going to go with Sammy Callahan. But I'm I'm looking forward to hearing who your your pick is out of this this group. Well, you're not going to like this because I'm going with Sammy Callahan uh, as well. I I was thinking because he called out Omega on uh, social media. He also alluded to possibly tagging with John Moxley against Omega and somebody else. I think they were tagging back in CZW back in the day. I don't know. Um, I think he's the guy that Impact Wrestling seems to like. I think he's reliable, minus the whole you know broken face uh, like for Eddie Edwards here. But um, Moose. He, do you think he's still wearing that NWO shirt he stole from you? Uh, I mean, I would suspect if he was that hard up for a shirt that day, 
that he's probably conserved, right? He's probably kept that shirt. He's hung on to that thing for a few years. So I'm going to say he probably still has the NWO shirt that he stole from me we... and other hardworking people at that job. Yeah. Have we told that story on the air? Have I told that story? Yes, I believe that we have. Okay. We haven't got a, a cease and desist like your girl Chelsea Green, have we? Not yet. No, okay. not yeah. yet. But I mean, I'm sure it's going to be coming in the mail any any day. Any today. day now, baby. Uh, yeah, so Moose stole a shirt from Joe. Um, I don't, I don't want anybody. I don't think Moose is an interesting enough character to wrestle Kenny Omega. And Chris Bay is fantastic, but I wouldn't want him taking a loss either. Um, I think Sammy Callahan can afford a loss here, I, I, but I also think he seems like a legitimate contender for the title. So I'm, I'm on the board with the Sammy Callahan train. Well, I feel bad for Sammy Callahan most of all, now that both of us have picked him to win this six-way number one contender. I mean, I so, still feel yeah. bad for Eddie Edwards' face. So. We all do. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that's the card currently for Under Siege on Saturday night. Impact Plus, anybody who doesn't subscribe, uh, and Fight TV as well, as you stated, can uh, watch the shows that way. But Impact Plus, of course, has a library of pay-per-views and Impact shows and other specials and collections they've put together over the years. And it's only eight ninety nine a month, so it's cheaper than some of the other ones that are and out And the there. cock, the peacock, right? Uh, yeah, the Peacock, uh, ROH is, I think is nine ninety nine on average per month. So, uh, you know, it's, it's worth a look for people that have been fans of impact and TNA over the years, and you can get some, some shows like this. And I really, as you mentioned earlier, I've definitely been enjoying following uh, the things that are happening in impact and watching some of these shows lately. Admittedly, I was a lapsed fan for a little while, but we all were, it's not just you, we all were, but they've, they've brought us back in Joe. They've done a good job. So to everybody that's very critical of the Kenny Omega thing, and like they've brought people back in. They're like, oh, uh, Impact's getting nothing out of it. They're getting huge fucking ratings. And if people are tuning in for Kenny Omega in the main event, they're still watching the entire show. And that's Impact's chance to have people buy in and invest themselves in the rest of the show, which I think they're doing a very good job of. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's brought more attention to their product. And uh, I think... They've been delivering over the last few months with all of this and the storyline. So I'm anxious and excited to see this show coming up over the weekend. And, uh, you know, what their Slammiversary pay-per-view is going to look like in July. I think there's a lot of buzz around that show right now. Yeah, I um, I agree. I'm looking forward to it this weekend. And after, and we're going to, there's going to be a lot more wrestling watching going on soon. I'm going to explain to the Stallion off air how we're going to do that. But I do want, before we get off, before we, we get out of here, um, I want to put you on the hot seat, Joe. Uh, I, this is one of my favorite segments in the show that we haven't done in a while. It's called Shooting with the Stallion. Now, okay. I'm going to give you a topic that you brought up to me recently, like in the last couple of hours, and uh, I want you to go. I want you to give your honest opinion on it. Um, okay. Today's and it's a lot we talked about. Um, NXT from last night got a uh, 697,000 viewers, which is the lowest it's had in quite some time, and lower than some of their episodes that did not run i'm sorry lower than some of their episodes that ran uh on wednesday nights when they were going head to head with aew 697 on a tuesday night by itself viewership has been decreasing steadily that's not good there's nothing else on tuesday night there's no wrestling there's aew dark which is on youtube you can watch whenever you want but 697 joe has to be looked at as 
almost a failure. Would you agree? I mean, it's not a good thing. I think that people expected their viewership numbers to go up when they changed nights and the first week or so that they did. And it's been in a steady decline the last couple of weeks. Um, and that's probably not, definitely not a good thing for them. Now, when I said that to you, I'll give you your time right now. I said, Joe, they impact. I mean, uh, sorry. Uh, NXT did 697 yesterday. Yikes. What did you say? Well, I said, well, they had put, <laughs> they put uh, Santos Escobar and Kushida two out of three falls match in the main event, which um, while it is a good match uh, is probably not going to draw in viewership to keep people interested for the main event of an NXT show. So I said that they had earned that viewership rating because they put that match in the main event slot. Um, also somebody that I, I'm not harping on the negative NXT because I think there's so many positive things going on in NXT. I love the way the way is must see television. Leon Ruff, by the way, Ruff, Ruff, Leon Ruff, must see television. He's the man. Uh, Ted DeBiase, Cameron Grimes, really good stuff. But the other thing you and I talked about, Joe, I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on Karrion Cross. <laughs> well, I mean, I think my thoughts are that WWE and NXT have big plans for him and they uh, seem to feel like he's a, a very uh, compelling character and a prospect for them. I don't have any personal issues with him. I just think that no, no, his, yeah, his matches, personal. his matches are, have been underwhelming and, and my exposure to him is primarily in NXT. So I want to put that out there. I have not, I did not see many of his matches pre NXT. I know he worked in impact. I know he worked a match at MLW and some other places. So I feel that his in-ring is underwhelming and that his promos are kind of bland. Uh, so I think that... Being very politically correct. I really appreciate that. For me, he's just not somebody that I'm super interested in beyond his cool entrance, which I think after you get past that, there's not much, not as much there as people want to be there. That's what I would say. And I, I think his, you know, his best match was with probably with Finn Balor. And, you know, that was most likely Balor getting as much out of him as he could uh, in that, in that circumstance. And they're wrestling again in two weeks in a rematch for the NXT title. But I think his character would be a lot better if he didn't speak. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, when Scarlett was doing the talking for him and or not, or not talking, that's another option. Like you, that or, yeah. Yeah. Not talking at all. And keep his in-ring matches short. Again, I know NXT likes to have these long made events, which is totally fine in certain circumstances. But I think with him, you got to keep it to like 10 to 15 uh, tops. I, I can't see him going 20 minutes. No, I have a scorching hot take for you. Karrion Cross is Lord Tensai with Lady Scarlet. Wow. That's... Well, I mean, Lord Tensai is the head trainer in NXT. So, I mean, that's... I, yeah, I yeah. just when when Cross talks, it it takes me out of the character. Mm. He sounds like a businessman. And like you look at him, you're like, oh, he's a gladiator monster, eat your fucking face one bite at a time kind of guy. And then he talks and you're like, hmm, he might have sold me insurance. Right. And it's like, mm, I don't want that. I want lady like you have this super creepy entrance and you have all this stuff. And then you have him like, yeah, I'm going to do this. It's like, but dude, why, why? Why are you talking? You're you're taking us. <laughs> 
Buster, Hunter, and Chance are also wondering why somebody's talking. It's time to wrap it up. So that's our take. We're going to watch Impact Under Siege this weekend, and then I'm going to watch Under Siege 2 Dark Territory featuring Steven Seagal. But that's it for another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. Follow us everywhere on social media at All Night Long WP. Check out the Stallions recaps every single week on uh, Scott Keith's blog of doom. I believe it's blog of doom.com. The stallion is the only guy I trust to write a review. Everybody else sucks. Uh, they're biased. They're shitty and they suck. And Joe doesn't check it out. It's very honest. It's, it's a good review. It's a good read. It's funny. It's self-deprecating. It's everything we are, but on paper. So uh, again, check us out at all night long WP everywhere. You social media. And that's it for another edition of the all night long wrestling podcast. We are tabbing out.